Hello, everybody. Good to be with you. Been a little while. So today I want to talk to you about living from the heart. Now, when I say living from the heart, I'm not talking about living from this organ of the body. And I'm not even really talking about the center of the chest. Like what I'm really talking, although it, there can be a pull that feels like that. I grant you that. Uh, you know, it'll be, it feels like here but it's really non-locatable. It's not anything to really to do with the body, what I'm talking about. I don't know what other people are talking about when they're talking about love, but when I'm talking about love, it really doesn't have anything to do with the body, although the body does play a role. What I'm talking about is living from love. And what I'm really, really talking about is living as love. Because, you know, we have a desire to love things, love people, love others. We have a very strong desire to be loved. What's widely misunderstood is that we actually are love. And when I say we, it's just languaging, folks. I know there's one thing going on, and not even that. What I'm talking about is that when I say love, there is only love. Let's be clear. Awakeness is love. Awake and and consciousness. Hence, this world and the, the assumed character, which doesn't exist, it's, it's really a manifested um, expression of that which is prior to consciousness, what I call nonness. And I call it nonness not because that's really the truth or because it's dead on to anything. I call it nonness because I've got to call it something if I can't or I can't refer to it. And it's true that we can't really talk about this, but I noticed that there's a certain feeling that wells up in the body when we try to talk about this because it's the closest that we can get. When we talk about this, we are literally manifesting it. I should say manifesting it, pardon the word, embodying it. That's what I really meant to say. This embodying is not that we've allowed the universe to embody a thread is that we're just noticing that there's nothing other than, let's just say, the universe. The universe is a manifestation of love. Love is always compassionate, but it sure as hell doesn't look like it. But you know, sometimes I get can get kind of stern in my uh, 
meetings, private meetings too, or even satsang. And uh, I had a talk with um, 155 people from the Founders Course Saturday. And I was tough in some of that. And I know that there was some feedback. Man, this guy's tough. And the reason I was tough is the same reason Nisargadatta was tough. Which is what greater compassion can I show than to wake you up? That's real compassion. And that compassion doesn't have the same limitations that we put on the word compassion. It means real compassion. It means seeing what you need and not what you want. And it means loving you more than I need you to like me. It's nice when people like me. I enjoy that. The unit you know, has strong preferences in that area. But it's not really important. This compassion does not come from a Fred. There is no Fred. But this compassion doesn't even come from Fred Ness, and there is Fred Ness. There are these patterns which we can identify and which are consistent. Except when they're not. This compassion is bringing attention to everyday affairs. It means it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not really talking about mindfulness. Mindfulness is good, but one has to be careful that we don't become really good at mindfulness, which is killing the point. It's like becoming a really good meditator. It's the booby prize of the whole thing. What we want to do is learn neutrality. Yeah, uh, I never really thought of it that way, but that's what it is. This body has preferences. I, awakeness, do not have any preferences. I can't. You know, a, a friend of mine uh, named Florian wanted me to do a video on, you know, judgment. And I may yet. But I'll say that from this place, from awakeness, there's no judgment. It's neutral with a leaning toward good. It's neutral with the leaning toward order. I know there's chaos theory and all, and I understand. But there does appear to be a leaning toward order. Oh, look. See the books? They just flopped them in there, except for that I couldn't have. Because there's a leaning to order. Some people live otherwise, I understand that. But I do not. Nor do I live in neutrality 
with my fellow humans. I live neutrally with a leaning toward good. Equality is the rule of the day. I get that. There's nothing special about this unit. It's no, it's no more special than any other unit. There's no less special than any other unit. There's no such thing really as special. But there is the ordinary everyday special. This is special. We don't even need this. But we operate like bulls in a china shop. Just brain, 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 brain. I gotta let you know my opinion. I gotta let you know what's right. I've, I've got I've, I've got an opinion over here. I've got views. I've I've got the I've got the real stuff over here. I mean, I know there's eight and a half or seven and a half billion of us, but um, surely you've noticed that I am the one that's in charge <laughs> because I'm the one with true vision and true understanding. I'm the one that's right, and that would might be a successful ploy except for that seven and a half billion have got others that have got the same feeling they think they're right too so out of the seven and a half billion which one is right i don't know and all of them the none of them means that from no sense of a center from no unit can come broad vision, broad spiritual vision. Can't do it. The unit is too tied up with itself to actually give time to look at much of anything else. it's always going to have a skewed view because a unit when it, when when i believe, when i awakeness believe that i am a fred unit which has happened <laughs> for over 50 years it happened and it's happened since awakening too it's happened since awakening for virtually everybody and don't you let them tell you any different well, you can let them tell you different. Just know that that they don't have the right. They're not. It's not that they don't not telling you the truth as they know it. I'm just telling you, they're not telling you the truth because there's no waking up and suddenly, man, I'm Jesus. I woke up suddenly in 2006 and thought I had topped the Buddha. Now I didn't it didn't match him. Of course not. Not with this ego. I topped him. But I since found out that was not true. Because I haven't caught up with him yet, and this is 15 years later. But the good thing is, is that I know much less then than I did back then. Well, it's not 15, it's 14. I know much less than I did back then, thank God. And this knowing less, this is living from love. Three of my books, which kind of go hand in hand with each other, the Book of Undoing, the Book of Unknowing, and the Book of Unveiling. Book of Unknowing is about waking up, and the Book of Unknowing and, and Unveiling are both about clearing up. 
They're good reads. I would recommend them. But they don't teach you how to do something. They teach you how to not do something. They teach you how to not know what is so and right and proper. They teach you how to not know just who you are and trying to get everybody else to know, don't you know who I am? Well, it's unlikely that they do because you don't, right? <laughs> There's lots of you out there do. So, it, you know, I'm talking about this unit didn't either. And many of you who are watching this, you don't yet know who you are, but you're well along the path, I promise you, or you wouldn't be watching this video. You don't get here by accident. There are no accidents. But if there, even if there were accidents, you wouldn't get here by accident. <laughs> Just the way it works. There is a Chinese scripture that begins with the great way is easy for the man who has no preferences. I remember the first time I read that. It just absolutely blew me away. It was so startlingly clear. The great way is easy for the person with no preferences. The only thing being, I don't think you can find me a, per a person with no preferences. So yeah, really, that was a hypothetical statement. <laughs> Even the person who said that had preferences, right? You can bet they did because it was a unit that said that. And this, there's going to be preferences as long as there's a unit. How much attachment do we have to our preferences? How much, do, how much demand do we have that our preferences be met? When uh, there is action taken in the world, Emma, is that action coming from oneness awakeness or is it coming? from an individual. If it's coming from the individual, it may be skillful in a worldly way, way or it may not be, but it won't be dead on the money because there's no action that one of these units can take without tipping the tea card. Perfect action is this. This is perfect action. It's already going. This is the heart. Or this is the expression of the heart. It's absolutely perfect to everybody but us. <laughs> By which I mean it's perfect other than for our units, if you will, languaging, our units, preferences, then this is not perfect. It's not even close. Have you noticed that? It's just not even close. So I need to fix this. 
and I think this is going to be skillful action, but it's not. There is no room for independent action. If an action happens, it, it happens because it could not happen. But there's a paradox. Non-duality is fraught with paradoxes. I mean, it's just overburdened with paradoxes. It's the same way that there's no Fred, but there's certainly Fred Ness. There are patterns here. There's something that sort of feels like somebody, <laughs> whatever that merely means, that's here talking to somebody else, even though I know it's really, there's just me here and I'm just talking to myself. When I recognize that I can't talk to anything but myself and I can't interact with anything, the interact is, is not even true. Because there, there's, there's only action. There's only verbing. There's no enter because there's no two. Interstate highways join one state to the other. This is intra, not enter. But it's hard to say intra because that implies an inside, which automatically implies an outside, and neither one of those things is true. This is very, very truth-like, isn't it? How do you behave in something like truth-like? Well, you don't. What you do is are you willing to be lived? That's what living from the heart is. It's not living from the unit's preferences. It's noticing that even though I had a picnic planned, the rain is just perfect. Well, it's here. There's no alternative to it. There's no comparison to it. I can, I can try, to, try to live in what isn't. I can try to live on a planet where it's not raining, but it won't work. I'll just suffer. Because the gap between what I want and what I experience, that's the gap of suffering. What if I wanted what I experienced? A lot of people have been approaching me about pain lately. This body lives in pain. It's not crazy about it. It's not the unit's preferences. But it doesn't ruin the Fredness experience. I can't really say that it adds to it except for the fact that it does constantly give me a reminder that surrender is required. And it's not Fred's surrender. It's a whiteness's surrender. A whiteness has to surrender to relativity. That's its job, so to speak. Not that there's two things. but I'm talking about what it feels like, what it looks like, and how we can actually talk about something that we can't talk about.
being lived is noticing that I, I, I can't make the decision on what's the right move here. It's because there's only, there's no right move. They're just the move that happens. There's no wrong move. See, I try not to tell people what to do because I don't know what those units should be doing. I don't know what this unit should be doing until after it's already done it. Then I can see, well, good job. You did it just right. How do I know? That's the way you did it. When did you get here? Right on time. Not too early, not too late, but right on time. That's the way these things work. But it's the way that these things works when they're left to the hell alone. Pardon me, but I did mean to rouse you. Because so often we go into the non-dual hypnosis, which is, oh, I see. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, that's fine if you don't sleepwalk through that, but it's pretty pretty conducive to sleep. I find more people who are willing to die for non-duality than are willing to live for non-duality. In other words, dying before you die is a phrase that we use when the ego meets at least a temporary death. And there's not a lot of people that will do that, but I've found it quite a few, enough to keep me busy. But some of those people will then want to use their newfound knowledge, which is horseshit, but they'll want to use their newfound knowledge to improve the unit's circumstances. Oh boy. Now I'll get what I want. Now that I know there's no Fred, I'll get what I want, says Fred. Am I willing to just be moved instead of trying to move? Now being moved doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to be rocketed out of this chair and put busy doing good things or wicked things for that matter. What it means is that I've got, I'm very alert to the situation. I'm, I'm bringing attention to this right now. I'm bringing really, I'm bringing attention to attention and I'm trying to see what does it want? So I've either got to buy, this is just crazy, but I'm going to use some example. I've got to buy a, a white chair or I've got to buy a dark chair for the front yard. Now, when I buy that chair, that means the rest of the lawn furniture is going to be built around that too. So it's not as small a decision as it looks. Which would be the right one? Well, there is no right one. It doesn't matter whether you go with white or black. But it feels like to us like this is a big decision. It feels like to us that this stuff matters. It doesn't matter. It counts, right? Because what, what, what is it that you're trying to 
have your yard exude, right? But I can't make up my mind about which one I'm going to do, which one I'm going to pick. Because I, there's no one here to do that. I can't make up my mind because there's no I here and there's no mind. There's, there's mind, but there's not a mind. There is a brain and there's many of those, but there's one mind. We could use a capital M and, and when we do, let's understand that we don't know what the hell we're talking about, but we just got to label it something. Can I just look for the, not for the big yank out of the chair, but can I, can I feel, can I be attentive enough to notice which feels better. Feels better to what? Don't worry about that. Which feels better? White or black? In my life, I'm almost inevitably going to pick black. See the t-shirt? I've got 40 of these, right? I mean, I don't know if I've got 40, but I've got a bunch of them. And uh, well, counting long sleeve and short sleeve, I certainly do have 40. <clears throat> the, because I, I love black, I've I ordered lots of things black. My ball, bottle is black. Black. I'm going with black. But it's not because I made a decision, it's because I was willing to have the decision happen. <coughs> Decisions. <coughs> Decisions happen, but they aren't made. And I gotta be neutral enough to allow them to happen. Now, as long as it feels like there's someone here to make a decision, well and good, then go ahead and just run with it. Make the, the, the most intelligent, compassionate decision you can make. But then don't assume that, that you've made the right decision because there's no right and there's no wrong. You've made a decision or actually a decision has happened and it looks like you made it, but it's not right or wrong. It's just what is. This is what is. This what is, is the manifestation. <sighs> the expression, the manifested expression of nothingness. It doesn't get it wrong. Can I be quiet enough to see what it wants of this instead of me trying to find out what that can do for this? See, I sound like John Kennedy. Ask not what you can do for it, you know, or don't ask it what it can do for you. 
ask, what can you do for it? That's a complete reversal. How can we be less demanding? We'll be more peaceful. We'll have more joy. How can we be less demanding of the universe? If we're living from an ego that we cannot, and it's just natural, that's the thing, so it's gonna be for the ego. Please let me have enough money. Please let me not be in pain. Please let me be beautiful. Please let me give me the right car. Please give me the right job. Please don't let me catch that disease. Please, please, please do this, do that. I mean, we have got God hopping from the time that we get out of bed, don't we? What can you do? Well, you can't do anything. But there is an attitude that can be developed, and it is that attitude that is living from the heart. And the attitude is how can there be, how can, can this manifest less resistance? It can't, it can't make any decisions, it can't do anything, there's no doer. But the paradox is, it's, it seems to be, it happened anyway. That's the part. I, know, I, I am not here to explain to you why everything works. I'll leave that to others. There are plenty of them who can tell you the whys and wherefores of everything. I'm not, that's not my specialty. <clears throat> what I focus on is what is. And I'm pretty good at that. And I'm pretty good at helping you do that. So notice that what is doesn't have an owner and it doesn't have a center. There's no Fred and the body is not the center of this. It's just like thinking our planet is the center of the universe. Our planet's the center of infinity as if infinity has a center. But that's the way it feels, isn't it? And the body is the center of the world. And if I believe that I'm a body, if I believe that first believed thought, which is that I am a Fred, then everything that comes forth from that will be coming, I will be looking at the keyhole, at the universe through a keyhole, and I will be able to see exactly what should happen for Fred, but I can't see the whole universe. God can see the whole universe, but not Fred. I say that because I'm sure of it, because there is no Fred. So it's not a matter of, you know, that whiteness is hard of seeing or something, you know, it's, there's no Fred to see. Can I allow what's already happening to just happen? That's living from the heart. 
Can I not try to improve on this? Notice that the unit's going to improve on stuff anyway. That's what it does. That's what they do. It's a leaning toward order for units. Little crazy units sometimes, there's not. But and overall, even if you live in a junky house, just see if there's not some sense of order in your life. If you have a home, there's some sense of order because that home will be the center of your world. When I say your world, I mean the character's world. There's no center to your world. There's no center to you. Can you operate from this reality and not from the fantasy of a character? This is the open challenge. And there's no one to challenge. And there's no one who can do this or not do this. There's an attitude that you can foster paradoxically. There's an attitude that you can foster of openness. See, there's only what is as it is. Leave that be and also let the unit do its little tweaks because the unit's gonna do what it's gonna do. You're not in control of that either. You're not, you're not the unit exclusively. You're not awakeness exclusively. You are the whole damn thing. You are a manifested expression of nonness. Which is indescribable, untouchable. I come to you from love today. And I address love today. Let us notice that there's not actually anything else. 